It was a question that for a very long time got an adamant no from the Albanese government. Would the government break an election promise and revise its stage three tax cuts? Well, with the cost of living crisis continuing, the government has started 2024 with a change of heart, with stage three tax cuts to be made less generous for high income earners. For more on these developments, Steve Hamilton is an economist and assistant professor of economics at George Washington University in Washington, D.C. Welcome to you, Steve. The stage three tax cuts really were always meant and intended to benefit wealthy Australians with the first two stages targeting relief at low and middle income earners. So just explain what these changes today mean and who will get what. Yeah, look, Andy, uh, that's a a good summary. So I think the uh, you know, we're waiting to see the final form of the package, uh, but you know, there's a lot of information out there that that gives us a pretty clear signal about what the government is going to do. And the the main issue, stage three has three parts. One part goes to people on kind of middle income levels, uh, and the second part goes to people between around you know 120 and 180, and the third part goes to people earning more than 180, right? So there's kind of three parts. It looks like the government is getting rid of the middle part, and that means everyone who got a tax cut would still get a tax cut, but that tax cut just becomes less generous for people earning more than 120,000. Uh, so the original package sent something like $9,000 a year to people earning more than 180,000, and it looks like the changes will mean that those people will now get a tax cut of around 4,500. Now that will liberate a lot of money, right? Because money's not going to those high earners. And so the government looks to be lowering tax rates at low income levels. So maybe lowering the tax rate that applies from 18,000 to 45,000 down from 19% to 16%. So, you know, basically shifting the tax cuts lower in the income distribution, uh, benefiting many more people at the cost of lower tax cuts for, for a small set of people at the top. When you peel back the layers of history around this and the layers that will come, no doubt, in attacks from the opposition, it essentially comes down to the question of whether you think it's good politics or good for the economy or society. Can you have both? I mean, do you support the government's revisions today? Look, to be honest, I do. And and it's one of these amazing situations where what the government seems to be doing is actually improving economic efficiency and improving fairness at the same time. That's usually something we think is, you know, mutually exclusive, right? I spend most of my days as a public finance person talking about the trade-off between making things more equal and making things more efficient. Uh, But the way the old Stage 3 package was designed is it sent so much money to high-income earners and it didn't change their incentives at all. So it had really no positive effect on economic efficiency but it sent $9,000 to every Australian earning more than 180000 So what we get from this redesign is by shifting those tax cuts to lower down the income distribution, we actually improve people's incentives to work. You know, it tends to be a, a woman, a mother working part-time two days a week faces pretty high tax rates if they want to work an extra day. Well, this change would help the incentives for that person and encourage them to work where they otherwise wouldn't have. That's what we should be focused on, improving people's incentives to work, people's participation, uh, you know, getting more people into the workforce. As I get out the tiniest violin I have here at the ABC, (laughs) uh, should high-income earners feel entitled to, uh, to be cheated or feel like this is a broken election promise? 
Absolutely. There's no doubt about it, right? So the original Stage 3 package, uh, which the Labor government, then opposition, voted for, they went to the election supporting it. And many times uh, the Prime Minister has said they wouldn't change it, and they absolutely have. And the key is you were going to get 9000 a year, you're now going to get four and a half. So nobody loses kind of compared to today, but they just get a lower tax cut compared to what they would have done. I think there's two important things to note. One is this package was designed in a very different time. It's more than five years old, right? Well before the pandemic, before this inflation, before the current context. And I think it's perfectly reasonable for the government to look at this context and to decide to do something different, right? And the second thing is to say, ultimately, what should matter is at any point in time, the government should do what's right. <laughs> you know, they should be designing the right tax policy uh, that's best for Australians. And 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 if that if that means breaking an election promise, then, you know, I think they should do it. Steve Hamilton, who's an economist and assistant professor of economics at George Washington University in DC, is here. We're talking about the government's decision to now revise the Stage 3 tax cuts, something they promised they wouldn't do at uh, the last election on RN Drive. I mean, Steve, one of the rationales for the Stage 3 tax cuts has been uh, repeated really ad nauseum, is that they address bracket creep. Uh, and uh, Do you think this is still the case with these changes announced today? They address bracket creep for only people earning more than 180000 okay? So the $180,000 threshold where the top tax rate kicks in has stayed fixed at one hundred eighty since 2008. If, 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 you know, if inflation was taken into account, it would be two hundred fifty today, right? So what it means is more and more people are earning the top marginal rate, so their tax rate's gone up from 37 to 45, right? That's happened over the last 15 years. So by raising the top bracket from 180 to 200, that kind of reverses some of that process. But bracket creep happens at all income levels, right? It doesn't just happen at the top. It happens as people move from the first bracket to the second, the second to the third, the third to the fourth, and so on. Uh, and so actually this change helps people with bracket creep lower down in the income distribution and helps less at people at the top end. So I sort of don't buy this argument about, uh, you know, not helping bracket creep. The question is bracket creep for whom? Uh, and the government has just simply decided to address it for a different set of people. In fairness, you've been critical of the government's current economic policies, and I'm not sure if you subscribe to the whole full Ken Henry, chuck everything out and start again kind of uh, approach. But if they want to send a signal that they're serious about tax reform, what should they be doing next? What's the next step here? That's an excellent question. Thanks for asking that. Uh, so, look, I would say this isn't really what we'd call substantial tax reform. It's kind of tinkering. It's good. It improves things, but it's not major. Uh, what we really need is to kind of get into the guts of the tax system and start ripping it apart, right? So we need a serious overhaul. Now you of sound the whole like Ken Henry for sure. Yeah, <laughs> a serious overhaul of the whole premise of the way we tax, right? So I'd like a bigger focus on uh, simplicity and compliance. You know, I think our tax system imposes a massive burden on millions of Australians in the way they interact with the tax system. And that costs us a massive amount in inefficiency, you know, hiring accountants, hiring lawyers, wasting a whole lot of time and effort to comply. You know, business people listening, small business people will absolutely understand uh, what that's like. So I think, you know, I would love a tax reform process that 
got itself together and took that challenge seriously, right? Radical simplification of the system to kind of lower those compliance costs. But, you know, if you want me to talk about tax reform, I could be here for hours, Andy. <laughs> well, whatever floats your boat. And uh, certainly as uh, the news rattles around about these um, trims to stage three tax cuts, it'll be interesting to see how the opposition uses this as leverage politically uh, about a broken promise. Steve Hamilton is an economist and assistant professor of economics at George Washington University in Washington, D.C. Always a pleasure. Uh, Thanks for your time this afternoon. Cheers, mate.